The man who shaves his beard for a woman deserves neither. Says a man so who much. doesn't have any facial hair whatsoever. Yeah, like you're, you're like a giant <laughs> man child. So <laughs> it's the native. I can't grow hair to save my life. You are listening to Party at the All Points, a journey through the competitive realms of Age of Sigmar. And now your hosts, Dayton Obrey, Jeffrey Bodine, and Price Van Welcome, everybody, to Party at the All Points, your Age of Sigmar podcast. This is episode 10. We've made it. We've done big things. We've gone 20 weeks. We've done this for 20 weeks now. We're all seasoned veterans now in the content creating game. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Dayton Obrey, and with me tonight, I got... Jeff Bodine. And it's me, Price Vandenberg. Oh, these guys are glorious. If you could see them visually, I mean, if you see Price visually, I actually would like a picture of him. I've never seen yeah. him visually, ever. <laughs> He's just a shadowy silhouette. That's all I'm, an, see, I'm an enigma. <laughs> He's a voice in my thoughts. That's all. <laughs> At uh, night when you sleep. This episode, we're, uh, we're late on the bus, as always. With uh, We're going to go over GHB 2020. And just kind of our thoughts. And honestly, this is going to be kind of a bullshit session about it uh but yeah it's summertime things have been good up here in canada things are starting to open up a little bit uh i don't know how it's going down in tennessee boys but let me know uh not great um numbers are still going up uh but um where jeff and i live shelby county which is where memphis tennessee is located does have a mask ordinance which has helped uh not yep. seeing a lot of folks about masks and our game store is requiring masks which has helped i think make people more comfortable going out and playing some games uh, so while the numbers as yeah. a whole might not be great, at least our very specific small southern or southwestern corner of the state, uh, it's not too bad right now. So, Yeah, Jeff, you've been yeah, getting some games in out here? Beg pardon? You've been getting some games in, I believe? I have. Yeah, I've gotten a, a couple of games. Um, it's all kind of predicated but with going on ahead and uh, retiring the change host for the for the time being for the foreseeable future i think that was i know right it was all kind of like you know uh anticipated uh but the change host is really powerful it's really good um but um you know like outside of a competitive competitive environment like like a tournament or something like that it delivers some pretty harsh feels bad for people who are not ready for that kind of thing so that makes it harder to practice and not like you know feel guilty for just like smashing somebody because the list is so potent that it almost you know like this and this is another thing that really kind of turned me off to it was that it almost played itself um it was you know kind of like and i think even joe crier if i remember correctly alluded to that was that it was just, you know, like the, the change host with the conflagration is kind of just press play and let it go. And if you don't make really bad spacing decisions, you will probably have the overwhelming power to just muscle through anything and then the bodies to hold up anything else until you have time to deal with it. But Are you saying Joe Cryer is in your thoughts at night? <laughs> 
Has he wedged um, his way into your <laughs> heart and soul? I don't know. I don't. <laughs> All I know is that uh, he was he he made an observation that I, in hindsight, agree with. Um, that's what I'll say. That's what you'll give up. Uh, that's what I'll give up. The list is also, I think, suffers from. It's a very slow list to play because of the way it functions. Yeah. Which, when you're playing at the shop on a Tuesday night, is not necessarily a bad thing. But like, it yeah, also, it, if you're not getting started till six, you don't really want to be playing until nine thirty at night. Um, and we have at our shop uh, a lot of our local guys are definitely not as competitive by and large. Like, it's not that they're yeah. bad players or anything, but they're and it's not that they hobby. don't have the capacity. They're just not there yet. Yeah, and so. So for some of them, it's just not their hobby, and I think it's definitely one of those things where if it's not what you're interested in, that particular list can be very unenjoyable yeah. to play against. I mean, it just, like, it just kind of demoralizes you in a lot of ways because it's like, well, shooting me isn't super effective unless you're able to get to the right targets, and then melee is really hard to do because I can stack a ton of negatives, and um, I have so many guys, you know, like the exploding personnel, if you will. Um, so, you know, it's just, you could, I could feel that people were just like miserable and I was like, all right, I don't really, you know, it's not as, it's not fun for me when other people are just like, Jesus Christ, I want to blow my brains out, you know, than ever look at this list again. So I, I don't need them. So I'm getting rid of them. And now that the GHB back on track, now that the GHB has come out and has given me a way to play Stormcast that I can feel good about, that's where I'm going back to. And I'm plus I just I prefer to play Stormcast. I think I've said this before a couple of times. Um, they were always kind of my main my main squeeze, but uh, I just got agitated because they were so bad <laughs> but now they at least have some some play that is convincingly potent and um you know it's kind of hard to complain about stormcast when you attack them they die but i've got my punches which is nice so now the onus is a little more on me to just play well and it gives the other people a chance to feel like they're involved in the game too and it's not just like well he's got change host and he knows what to do so i'm just fucked so now, you know, it's a little bit more of a back and forth affair, not just like point like this. You can see it in their face when they feel like it's pointless. And, you know, like that. It's the face my wife gives me every night. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but yeah, so I mean, like I want to do away with that. So I'm going back to Stormcast. I have a good list that I'm happy with. So I get my competitive edge but I can kind of engage with my local community in a little less aggressive way, I guess. <laughs> nice. Uh, we'll get Bryce? into some of the storm. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, we'll get into some of the Stormcast changes, but I got a chance to play Jeff. Uh, I guess not last, not this, not today, but last Saturday. Um, it was a very fun Sunday, game. Sunday, but yeah. For Sunday, yeah. yeah. Uh, I had a really fun game. We played in some of the realms, or we played in a realm, so we, we experimented mm -hmm. a little bit with that. Uh, and just generally kind of got our feet wet with, uh, we also played one of the new missions. We'll talk about yep. that as well, which is pretty cool. Uh, other than that, I have, um, not been doing much, uh, income is a little tight right now until the wife gets a new job. Uh, once that happens, I'll be diving back into my hobby and 
buying some new toys and stuff. Uh, but I have been able to play a game against Jeff and played a couple of games of Beastgrave as well against Ernest Shirley, if he is listening to this episode. And if he's not, fuck you, Ernest. You're local at our shop. Listen to our podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, don't be a dick. <laughs> but, so we're yeah, going to start doing a side podcast now on uh, Underworlds? Uh, I mean, I'm down. Uh, it's a fucking great show, but I don't really think I've got time in my life to do a second podcast about a derivative AOS game that is fun. But What list did you run up against Jeff's chain shows then? Uh, it wasn't chain shows. I actually played the Stormcast list. I played uh, uh, a modified version of my city's list. I was pleased with some of it. There's definitely some changes I want to make. I I've been looking a lot at some other things with cities, which is still what I want to play and what I want to do. Uh, my living cities list may need to either make some tweaks or kind of change the direction, but I've been looking back at Tempest High and maybe even going back to Hallowheart uh, with some of the new changes, especially with uh, one of the changes we'll discuss when we get to rules changes in the GHB. So that's been the bulk of my hobby. And then uh, one of the things I think we'll at least touch on is Ambles of Apotheosis, which is the cool new hero creator rules. I've been playing around with that a lot because it's super fun just to tinker around with and make neat characters. So. And you say you don't have time for another podcast. <laughs> for everyone listening, I am an automotive parts manager. I work for uh, a dealership here in town. And my job is either I work all day and I have no time or my shop is dead. And so I just sit around and write Age of Sigmar characters. There's no in-between in my life. So. <laughs> fair enough, fair uh, enough. Uh, as for myself, uh, summer is in full swing again. Uh, here in Canada, things are getting back to normal, actually. Uh, there's a tournament coming up at the end of this month for 40K, for the ninth edition I'll be playing. And then at, I just saw some of the guys I was playing against, if you go back to like our episode two or something, uh, those guys I played in Calgary, they're hosting another tournament at the end of August, and it's going to be up to 50 people in quite a large area, and it's going to be a private-only event. But uh, I've schmoozled my way in, and I should be able to get a ticket for that. So um, that'll be a two-day awesome Age of Sigmar disc. Super stoked to get back into tournaments or at least even thinking about stuff like that. And other than that, I've been building fences and gates for my wife, keeping her happy. And I also, one of my side gigs is I'm uh, a union, pretty hard in my, uh, my union. So we're negotiating a contract right now for my main job. And it's like 850 people. It's a big company and that's just super demoralizing. But uh, if you saw on my Insta or my Twitter account, I got my, I went to go get beer and I came back and my, one of my business reps, really old guy was painting one of my, uh, my zombie dragon, which was pretty funny. I had it on the table (laughs) while we're doing, yeah, while we're uh, writing language and everything for rebuttals against the company, I can do that while painting. I can discuss. So I've just been kind of slowly picking away on my zombie dragon. And yeah, when I was gone from the room, he fucking picked it up and picked the right colors and started painting a little bowl and skeleton. So I let him have at it. So nice. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. And yeah, other than that, uh, prepping a little bit for 40K, but that'll be a different show, I guess. One that I will not host. <laughs> and then uh, tomorrow, which will be today when this episode comes out, I'll be on the Honest Wargamer. So pretty stoked for that. That's all part of the deal. He comes on our show. We fluff him and then I go on his show and I'm sure he's going to rake me through the coals. So that'd be good. 
<laughs> Yay. Super early to do that. I'll say that's going to be fun. You're going to have to make your time work for him this time. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it'll be like 4.30 in the morning, I think. Jesus. Oh. <laughs> Stupid English. But, uh, yeah, we'll get back into the most of what the topic is going to be tonight, uh, which will be the GHB. Uh, I, mine just came in a couple of days ago. Uh, obviously, I've been listening to a lot of content from other people as I am not a very smart person, so I'd like to just piggyback off what everyone else says. But I'm pretty sure my co-hosts have uh, been perusing through the book quite a bit. Now, what do we want to jump into? What's um, If I can, I think one of the first things to talk about, because it's a standalone topic, is a major rules change in this general's handbook. So they have changed the way that you take uh, damage prevention saves, feel no pain, DPR, ward, whatever language you want to use for it, uh, a save that you roll after you've taken a wound or a mortal wound. Used to, in Age of Sigmar, you could take as many of those as you had. So if you had sources, if you had access to, say, uh, a 5 plus and a 4 plus, you could take both of them. In GHB 2020, as a part of the match play rules, you now can only take one uh, any of a damage prevention save, which is a pretty big change. It doesn't affect a ton of armies, but it is an important change for the game, um, especially for certain large characters and Nurgle has a lot of things that were impacted by it as well. Yeah. And, uh, what was the other one that was big, uh, chaos, uh, slaves darkness had something like that. Slaves darkness had a couple of them in there. Yeah. And chaos War Shrine, a couple, right? yeah chaos War Shrine. It definitely hurts chaos War Shrine, uh, because there was a stacking chaos War Shrine and shield for gas warriors. Uh, yeah. Definitely not fun, but the counterpoint is there were some rules-wise rules is written to it currently does not impact uh, like a bodyguard save. So if you play cities and you're you have an honored retinue, uh, lizard or sorry seraphon and temple guard, so anything that's like a shrug type save uh, or that shrugs a wound onto another unit isn't impacted by this rule based right. on the rules written, but still a pretty big deal and impacts some characters and stuff like that. Uh, and, cha- uh, and changes the way some of the builds that you might have otherwise taken work. Sweet. Um, I think yeah, the salon was impacted by that a little bit. We have yeah. a lot of Seraphon players locally, so... Yeah, and to segue off of that, one of the other things, this one will take a little bit more time, is uh, they changed the realm rules. So used to realm rules and referenced Malign Sorceries, core book and uh i think that's it i think those were the only books that were involved in it uh to get everything out of it now they've simplified all of the realms into basically a nice little like half page card it's actually a pretty good little format uh where if you play in that realm you get access to a spell a command ability and there's a a terrain trait that will affect all your terrain on the table and the bigger impact of that is they've removed from match play the malign sorcery artifacts Yep, they're all gone and replaced with a single one. Yep, single one from each realm. So a very big impact. Uh, That means the classic ethereal, um, the cloak, the doppelganger cloak was another one. Griffith Charm. Ignax's scales are gone. That was a popular one. Some big impacts. Uh, I personally like the change. I know it's a little bit up in the air and some people don't love it. Uh, I like it because it always felt a little rough that most of the time you ended up just going, okay, well, there's a Malign Sorceries artifact that's better than what's available in my book. Um, yep. So. Well, the biggest thing is yeah, like I mean, I've, I've been looking 
back at my books <laughs> looking right. at artifacts and i'm like oh i guess i gotta take one of these yeah and, and, and in, in props to us i think we anticipated this some months ago and we're definitely talking about it as a as yeah a, and yeah. so i know personally i stopped taking them uh yeah. and started mentally preparing to just not have that option anymore and so i haven't written a list with a realm artifact at some time yep. uh, i feel it was a good choice i i like that yeah 100%. yeah i mean that's the way it's supposed to be and there's an argument to be made and like if you follow twitter you'll see some people talk about it where it doesn't really impact top tier armies as much but there's some mid-tier armies that were kind of hanging on um maw tribes ogre maw tribes is a great example where ethereal stone horns were very much so a staple of the way the mm -hmm. book played uh, and it does suck to lose access to that right it sucks when you build a thing especially like if you went ethereal uh, metal cruncher or something along those lines it's not fun to lose access to that uh, but you you know you have to change it up and the counterpoint is we won't see aether quartz brooch everywhere um we won't see uh Ignaxa scales floating around and then there's also an argument you made like used to in slanesh you could either take the cloak from realm of uh fire which gave you plus one movement and fly yeah. yeah or you could take the fly artifact in slanesh which gave you fly and gave you minus one wound so you would have <laughs> never taken that second option as long as the first option existed. And I, I'm glad personally that there's uh, a reason to look at some of those relics um, in general. So when we yeah. think uh, like match plays tournaments are probably just going to run the, what do you get the artifact? So you can select the artifact just as long, as long as you say at list construction, my army is from blank. You can select the artifact or the relic as the case may be. Uh, so, you know, it's still something you always have an option to, to get, uh, I have, I'll be honest with you. I haven't looked at a lot of them. I think Shaman has a pretty good one Shaman. where, uh, it has a good spell. It has it's a great a plus spell. one save spell. Yep. Uh, but it's realm artifact is if the, if you get hit with a rend minus one, uh, attack, you ignore you it. Ignore the yeah. rend, which is pretty good. There's one that gives you reroll ones to wound, which I like. Yep. That's pretty um, uncommon buff. So, uh, realm of night hunt. Realm of Beast has reroll charge rolls for the bearer, which is pretty solid if you're going to go for a, a fairly chunky monster general. Um, yeah. There's a flat um, heal one from Realm of Gyran, which is pretty nice. Uh, so you can just heal a wound off yeah. the model. Actually, has exploding sixes, which is nice. Yep, and especially if you already have a weapon that does something on sixes. Yeah. It's cool to, to get some, some double double stack there so there's a couple of them that are still useful uh i definitely think realm rel or book relics will kind of take into the four but uh it, there's but still some that are very usable no doubt the about biggest it. thing about it though is i can play a game against my wife explain the realm kind of give some lore to it and then just hand her a card right <laughs> and that's it yep. yeah i think as a whole i really hope tournaments going forward use the realms because it's exactly what you said it's a card right it's no longer five pages of reference and figuring yeah. stuff out it's super simple you have a card yeah, here's your six spells before <laughs> right your six yeah i mean it's way too much signature. bullshit it's now a lot easier and you had to roll to just... a realm feature or predetermine a realm feature like the old way of doing it was inefficient to say the least but the new one super straightforward and the realm feature is nice because it says all your terrain on the table has this effect in addition to whatever whatever else it had yeah um I think that for tournaments, realm should be pre-selected still. I don't think that you should, because rules is written, what you do is you roll, the winner of the roll-off selects the realm, uh, which, you know, for pickup games or whatever is fine, but I think for 
uh, for tournaments, you still want to do pre-selected realms. Oh, another rule that you missed as well, Price, going back to that, is endless spells. Maximum. Uh, yes. Yeah, I, I was going to say that. Dead gamut. All right. <laughs> yeah, I wanted major. to flag that one. Yep. Yeah. Major to some. To be fair, I've never run more than three myself, but I'm pretty sure some of the lists that we were talking about throughout this season, I was rocking pretty high up in the endless spells. Yeah. There's definitely some lists out there that, that will be impacted by it. But yeah, very, very valid point. I forgot about that. Uh, I tend to be on the I don't take a lot of endless spells side of things, so I forgot about it, but definitely true. Yeah. Rest in peace, Joe Cryer's list. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he'll be fine. Yep. Uh, speaking of endless <laughs> spells, and I know we're kind of jumping around, but uh, one of the endless spells that we've all talked about is being very good, drop 20 points, which is pretty amazing. Oh, that's so uh, garbage. Which is uh, Warp Lightning Vortex. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, went down from 100 to 80. So that's All Kador awesome. players, or Kadron Overlord players, have just rejoiced. They got 20 more points in their list. <laughs> um, and depending on your army, that may or may not Which, once again, makes you, me but... question the sanity of the rules writers. I'll be honest with you. I yeah. don't have a problem with it at its points cost. It's a 13-inch range now instead of the original 26. Um, it procs I, twice. It procs it's twice extremely in the turn powerful. that it drops it's, down. It's yeah, arguably the, the most powerful spell in the game. Why is it going down in cost? It was fine the way it was. Because they cut it, they cut its range in half. I don't oh, have a problem. Oh, boo-hoo. <laughs> so you can't cast it turn one and cripple a guy's whole army? Oh, not Jeff Price there. going at it. Go. Um, <laughs> like I said, for me, I don't have a problem with it dropping because the other thing is it's Age of Sigmar. 20 points in Age of Sigmar is rarely actually meaningful. Uh, most of the time, I mean, you this is true. Uh, because the way points work, it's very rare that like 20 yeah. points. <clears throat> it's not like you can just take that 20 points and roll it into a unit you already have. Right. You, have to you guys are foreshadowing the all the points that were made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're running out of material. <laughs> I, I feel like that uh, if you wanted a structured uh, general handbook show, you probably shouldn't have tuned in to us because we're just going <laughs> going around and hitting things as they pop up. This is yeah, and it's and it's borderline involved with personal relevance. So. Yeah. I, and the 100%. one time I wrote show notes too, and you guys don't even follow. <laughs> uh, you have to send show notes out for me to follow show notes. Um, <laughs> I probably wouldn't have read them anyway, but uh, in, in so much as you didn't. So. Do uh, <laughs> Sounds great. Uh, all right, should we get into the points next? I guess. So. Uh, yeah, we can talk about points. Excellent. After yeah. this break. Oh. Hey, this is Joe Cryer. Competitive AOS coach of Titan Wargaming, and you're listening to Party at the All Points. Stop making fun of the way I pronounce my words, sir. <laughs> it's rare that I get to make fun of anybody for pronunciation. What? Like, what are you yeah, the way that somebody else speaks. Yeah, yeah. What is going I'm a on prime here? target for all those. Bro, I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah, we get it. We get ridiculed constantly. Yeah. I say, I say, uh, W for me is pronounced W. So. Yeah. www.pricesadick.com And welcome back. That was uh, obviously someone really important to us, as always. Thank you for of taking course. time to give us a shout out. And hopefully everything is going well for you. Uh, we were going to jump back into the price uh, points going into the system. But uh, one of the things we want you all to know is the fact that we have no fact. There's supposed to be a fact that's coming out. And with the points updates for anything, uh, armies of or cities of Sigmar and beyond. 
So what's in the GHB is anything beforehand, obviously, because Games Workshop has to send these to the printers. So they were, this was off like seven months ago. Yeah. So they, they, they so, release a data sheet with uh, up new points at some point. What that means week. in what that means in practical speak for us is that pretty much 99% of the meta popular armies are not covered. Yep, not in today's episode, but uh, nope. if you're interested in hot takes, follow some of us on Twitter, and I'm sure we'll say something offensive about it once it comes out. Hey, yo. Jeff, are you on Twitter? Uh, no, I need to be. Yeah, I was just going to say. It'd just be another way for me to get super annoyed. Basically, all it, it is is me and Price liking anything that each other say. Oh, that's cute. I can't wait. Yep. Twitter circle jerk, and uh, we can always add a third person to our Oh, uh, just wait until I see you in person, Bryce. I'll be fucking <laughs> really good. You're, you're going to be so disappointed. I can't wait. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> hurts. You come deep. You come deep. Uh, anyways, I got uh, all the rules, or all the points in front of me. So yep. I figured I'd uh, lead us off here. So we're just going to quickly go through all of them. Uh, obviously, if there's anything important that we wish to talk about, we can jump in there and discuss. Uh, I don't over-talk my co-hosts, unlike some people. So, yes, let's continue on. Uh, we got the Beasts of Chaos. Uh, they didn't – actually, they saw significant changes, just the things that no one ever used. Uh, we saw the Chimera go down 20 points to 220. We saw the – which you never – honestly, the Chimera – have you ever seen anyone start the table with a camera? No. I've seen them end game. Yeah, you summon them. Uh, that said, <laughs> yeah, uh, no. <laughs> there's a there's like a corner case to be made for them as a sniper because their breath attack is just a super weird mortal wound generator. Uh, so I don't know, maybe at twenty points less in Beast of Chaos because they keep reducing the points on half the book. I don't know. Twenty. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And the only time you see a chimera is when there's a chaos sorcerer on top of it as part of a slave darts. Uh-huh. Yeah, true. That's a good caster. That's a good caster. Uh, Dragon Ogre Shagoth went down 10 points. You still will probably never see them. Nope. <laughs> uh, the cockatrice. So anyway. Yeah, cockatrice went down 10 points. I'm not going to stop on these anymore. Uh, Dragon. I got, I, I, oh. Real quick, uh, secret beta, uh, if you ever want to buy the models and do it, I think that if you just run like 900 cockatrices, it's the best army you can possibly run. Um, they're, <laughs> they're like the most underrated thing in the fucking game. Um, so tell me about your army. I got a bunch of cockatrices. I, I, I think you should. Just, that's what you should do. Because here's the thing, that petrifying gaze, uh, it's got a 10-inch range. What you do is you pick a target, roll a dice, and on a 4+, plus, I just take D6 mortal wounds. Holy so, shit. Just run fucking 20 of them and zap people with your laser eyes. All right, <laughs> here I'll you go. In, Here's 10 mortal wounds. It's my laser cat list. Laser yep. eye cat list. <laughs> Cockatrice is required an aside. I'll quit, I'll quit interrupting now. You need to wear a costume if you present that list and play with it, though. <laughs> You've oh got to be the cockatrice at the table. And then you hand over a bag of cockatrices to anyone you beat. <laughs> I'll tell you what. You know what? You know what? I got a comment on that that I'm going to save for later. Oh, I got I got a comment on that. I can't well, wait. You know what? Okay. All of our listeners have virgin ears after this point. So, <laughs> uh, dragon ogres went down ten points, and they're actually a lot of their battalions went down a little bit. So you got the brass spoiler went down ten points, and then the pestilent throng, the phantasmagoria of fate, and the thunderscore and storm herd. They basically went down twenty points, twenty points, and thirty points. I don't oh, know what any of those do. 
Pestilent Throng is probably worth noting because it is the Nurgle Battalion. Uh, it's how you give Beasts the mark of Nurgle. There are four battalions yeah. in the Beast Chaos book, and each one gives them a mark. Uh, Pestilent Throng going down is pretty cool because they already worked interestingly in Nurgle. And so that being a cheaper option is pretty cool for if you wanted to run some some beast mans in your maggot kin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I I really like the aesthetics of uh, Beast of Chaos, and I really like Bestigors, but unfortunately they did not drop. They really need to drop. <laughs> like give uh, them punch. They they none of the army takes a hit, but they got a decent amount of punch. Just I don't know. Points. It's a super weird army. It like dies to win games, but we're not discussing army design philosophy. No, no, let's 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 wheel on this. No, <laughs> uh, I, bro, I, I could take a two-hour podcast just wheeling in between because I love yeah. chaos. They're my when I've used to. They're my very first army in Warhammer Fantasy Battles uh, way back in the day. So I've always had a soft spot for them. Uh, yeah, you but, can't do a podcast on Underworlds. I'm, no, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to do a podcast on Underworlds. <laughs> But there's 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 bestigors in Underworlds. There are. I have I have the bestigor. Actually, he's not a bestigor. He is just a really good gore. Uh, mm. If you if you look at him, he hasn't quite made he's it. He's a mediocre bore. Uh, not no. the best. <laughs> what he is is he's a better <laughs> gore. He hasn't Ooh, quite made it. Uh, but anyway, let's uh, dive into Blades of Corn. So yeah, this is this is big. Video. This is big. We uh, this is going to be hard to really go through. Uh, as we go through and we see the little asterisks beside changes, you realize that nothing has changed except for the dragon. I'm going to try to pronounce this. Vorgoroth, the scarred on Scarlock, the skull host of corn. There's too many S's in that name. 100 points. Now he's only 1,100 points. She, sweet. She is only 1,100 points. Vorgoroth is a dude, 110%. Yes, but Scarlock the biggest model you can purchase is a female. But the riders a dude. Women's so. rights, Age of Sigmar, keep it going. <laughs> Stay strong, women. Stay strong. Uh, moving on, that's it. That's all they get. They get nothing else. Really? That's all they got? What that's just all they got. Yeah, they're like top tier list. I don't think they need any changes. Blades of their, Corn? Yeah, all their stuff is really top tier. Um, they don't need any fixes. Disciples of Zeech. Obviously, they didn't see any changes because they're still waiting on the data sheet. Uh, Hedonites of Slanesh obviously need to be hit down even further than they already took, what, three times? They took three bats to the face, and now they get the kick to the nuts. You're looking at Demonites. They lost... Uh, they they used to have, if you took a max unit of Demonites, you got them for 300 for 30. They have now lost their max bonus and are 110 points for 10. Uh, at yeah, that's, that's 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 big. So you're not taking the big units anymore, or you still are, but you're costing it. They were uh, primary, at least in the capacity I saw them. They were summoning clutter anyway. So that, yeah, most people who were running them in for battle line were running men tens, but it does it, yeah. it it does just continue to shift you towards playing larger heroes rather than playing units. Yeah, yeah contorted epitome went up ten points. Uh, Keepers of secrets and uh Charlaxy, yep. hellbane both yep. went up 20 points each uh fiends went up 20 points uh, i love those models i've yet to actually see one in fiends, person. uh actually did fiends go up yeah they went up uh no they dropped sorry they dropped they're the only thing yeah that's dropped. right too sorry uh they dropped so, 20 points went from 210 awesome to models. 190 yeah they look they look great mm-hmm. and you get the options to put titties out or not yeah, they have the, the a newer plastic 
kid. I yeah, it yeah. came out with the uh, the corn slanish and rapture. Yeah, that's that right. Came out of like nowhere that no one was expecting. Yep. Uh, the Hellstrider with claw spears went up ten points. Same with the Hellstrider with hell scourges went up ten points. And then you saw all their battalions go up by ten. Wow, well, actually, okay. So Heat Knight of Host went up ten points. Skeever, Seeker, sorry, Seeker Cavalcade, Cavalcade went up ten points, and the Supreme Cerebites went up 30 points. See, I know Cerebites because that's uh, Hellraiser. <laughs> uh, wheels of... Oh, and the end of the spell went uh, up 10 points. The Wheels of Extrication. Extrication. Yeah, so as a, as a list took a lot of increases, I don't necessarily know that it was warranted um, given that the with the changes that were made to Locus and some of the summoning increases, it feels mm-hmm. maybe a little... Little like over, heavy-handed. Little heavy-handed, yeah. but the counterpoint is that uh, list is, you know, sometimes those changes were sent back in, I, what, that have been like October or something like that, so, you know. Yeah. And then they just piled yeah. on. But you figure they well, understand when they're nerfing and maybe let it balance for a bit? It's a weird yeah, but, uh, feedback loop and, like, the time it takes for the feedback to get to them versus the time feedback is implemented. So I think that's probably what we're seeing there. One thing I do want to point out is their mechanic is still unchanged and it's still incredibly powerful. Yeah, I'm not. And I they don't still, think even like if they're more expensive, they still provide a hard counter to several yeah, I don't fundamental think this is like a, elements. I mean, they're still strong. This is not a death knell for the list. No, no, no. Um, uh, but they went up. So, On a side note, I took the tab off my beer that you open it with and i'm having a really difficult time drinking my can of beer now i can't put my lip to it it's really weird i'm not sure what's going on there but uh if you see me struggling with my beer feel free to say something uh it's pretty odd buddy yeah pretty odd anyways uh mega can of nurgle this is actually legit they saw some significant point decreases across the board uh plague plague bearers have dropped uh 10 points and then for the max unit of 30, they've dropped 20 points. Wow. Um, obviously, like it, all good things, honestly. You don't really see Nurgle demons as much. Uh, you don't get to see well, Nurgle very much. Didn't that thrice thing kind thrice, of revolve yeah. around the revolve around three greater demons and then all all plague plague bears after that? Actually, a big question of what you wanted to do on battle line for that list. Um, you could run uh, Flight Kings or uh, Plague Bears, but uh, Dayton, finish it up because I have a couple things I want to talk about on this one. Oh yeah, uh, Lord of Afflictions dropped ten points. The Glot King saw a huge kick down. He was four twenty. He is now three eighty, which makes him an ally now in Chaos Armies. And for those that don't know, he does have a pretty fantastic spell that gives a wound to each model in a unit. You increase your wounds by one, and it creates like some of the weirdest game interactions uh, when it when it falls off because the unit like a unit of one wound models goes from a unit of two wound models to a unit of one wound models, so it creates some really funky rules interactions. But it, it is dope. Oh yeah, and then the uh, the big greater demons, uh, great unclean one as well as Rodigus, both drop twenty points, which also frees up more room now in your uh, thrice fold befoulment. And then uh, beasts of Nurgle. Dropped 10 points. Nurgling has dropped 20 points. Uh, I've already had someone today 
buy some nurglings off me that I had in you know, Spruce still. <laughs> so he's planning on running a big nurgling army. And Plague Drones dropped 10 points. Pus scores, Blight Lords dropped 10 points. And the big one, Blight Kings, went from 160 to 140 for five. And a max bonus, if you take 20, they used to be 580 down to 500. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty disgusting. Big drops across the board for a list that was not like, I mean, Magikin weren't out there just rocking the world or anything like that, but had some pretty fun and potent builds and just got cheaper. So there's no reason that this is anything but good news for them. I I think that you'll see them pop up a lot more and maybe even take a few surprise wins just because there's a lot of durability there and they have access to more models now, which is never a bad thing. So. Yeah, they had uh, the Wrath of the Everchosen too, right? Kind of yep. giving a bit of a buff. Got so. some sub-factions, which they... What they lack in Rend, they will make up for with insane volume. Yep. Uh, and with the Blight King's drop, what's nice is that they have a battalion that gives Blight King's Rend, uh, and now you can stack that up a little bit more, which is pretty cool. So That's going to be awesome. Which and not to mention, the Blight King models are some of the coolest, most oh, iconic yeah, current models for Nurgle. Mm-hmm. We did a Nurgle like episode. That, that figure, that figure has become like the staple image of the the modern Nurgle concept. For sure. Like the fat guy with the split belly yep. and like the bucket well, the, on his head. The models are gorgeous. I've put together quite a few of them. They give you lots of options. They're yeah. a joy to paint. And, and our our buddy Vuk is uh, trying to make a Nurgle list work. So. Yep. This will get be on. nothing but good news for him. So. Just get it on the board, bro. Yep. Bro. Uh, moving on to Skaven Tide. We saw the Doom Wheel drop 10 points. The Hell Pit of Mesh dropped 20 points, which is another awesome model to see on the table. Uh, the Warlock Engineer actually went up 10 points. And Thank All the Bone Ripper went down 10 points. And I think the one of the biggest changes... Oh, God. Rat Ogre is down 10 points. Squire Acolytes. Uh... So they dropped from their max. You used to be able to take 30 of them. They can only take 20 of them in a unit. But they give you... No, no, nothing. That that was their change. So yep. it looks like their points dropped. They didn't. It's just taken into account uh, the fact that it costs 60 for 5. Yeah. As I say, uh, the fact that it's uh, the single most expensive dollar to points-wise unit in the game that I'm aware of because it's $15 <laughs> for one metal dude. I see them pop up every once in a while. They get picked up pretty quick from buyers. Yeah. Uh, that's, um, I would also be willing to bet it's probably one of the most converted units in the Yeah, and it would be the so game. easy to do it, too. Yeah. And they're great models, too. Do not underestimate the Acrolytes across the table. Oh, they will fuck you up real bad. Uh, they um, do yeah, get a 20-point bonus. They get a 20-point discount if you take a max unit of 20. Yep. Uh, and the big one, Storm Vermins, drop down to 100 points. For ten, so they are now ten point models, and they're actually pretty good. So we yep. can see them uh, moving around on the table a lot more, which are great because I actually really like Storm Vermin. I had a bunch that I sold to a friend, and they are very cool models. Yeah, Storm Fiends. Uh, I think they just reprinted their unit cap size change to six. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, and obviously the Warp Lightning Vortex dropped twenty points, which yep. we talked about already. Yay. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Slaves of Darkness, no changes yet because it was still a new book. So then we move on to Death. Uh, my army, the Flesh Eater Court, saw nothing. 
literally nothing changed in their book. I guess they are amazing. No need to field anything else. They're going to strive really well. I think all I, I would make an argument that I think that if there's a book that you want to look at for being well pointed, that's probably one of the best pointed books in the game. Um, there's probably some things that you might like to see more of, but I think issues they have are more design oriented rather than point oriented because I think point wise they're pretty pretty solid. Well, the way I think of that one is in the context of looking at the Hedonites because their points went up. So in a way, that's a direct benefit to Flesh Eater Courts because their hard counter was was Hedonites. Yeah. Their hard counter so, is going to be Seraphon, not allowing them so to cast now anything that, and sniping that matchup, <laughs> that matchup might be able to make a little more sense now, and you might be able to weather Seraphon. the storm. Seraphon. Also, just a distinctly, like, not fun play experience right now. I don't want our podcast to be about complaining about armies, though. So I will. Yeah. What? I think I think we've tread on that turf pretty well. well I, my army is mixed. Thank you. It is not a bunch of terror guys. No, no, I'm not talking about uh, flesh your courts. Flesh your courts is legitimately like when flesh your courts first came out. It was a little bit rough as the meta adjusted to it. But I'm talking about Seraphon. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've, I've never not enjoyed a game against Flesh Eater Courts because even when Flesh Eater Courts was at its best, it it fights you, right? Like it just wants to get after you and yeah, and do you can kill things stuff. and they die, and, right? You know, and then they pop up more bodies behind your lines. Yep, yeah. and that's yeah. amazing. Lore. Yeah, but also the Flesh Eater Courts are so oh, aesthetically unique. Thank you, Bryce. I mean, they are so cool. They're yep. so damn cool. Like, how can you not love them? You know, like you gotta just you gotta just be a regular old Scrooge to not enjoy the concept behind okay. what they came up with with flesh eater courts. It's awesome. I you really thought about there's... buying some myself. Anyone who does not like flesh eater courts from Jeff's own words is your racist asshole and you shouldn't be playing the game. I said his words. I said I would, Scrooge. I would like what the to hell say are you talking really about for the one listener who I know listens to our podcast, Legions of Asgore, uh, that Dayton skipped and didn't see any points adjustment. Uh, so just oh quick. yeah, sorry, I didn't actually consider them a real army. I just figured I'd throw out the, <laughs> I figured I'd throw that out there because I know at least I know at least one person who listens to this does in fact. There's uh, a guy down in Washington as well. <laughs> uh, we got what do we got? We got one guy in Prince George who plays. And then we got one guy down in Washington. I don't know if he actually listens. Wasn't but there does. somebody locally priced that had a bunch of that stuff? Nick has a bunch of them. Yeah, I thought there so. There we go. We got three. We know three people that play a game with illusionary models. <laughs> uh, Legions Boom. of Nagash. Yep. Uh, you saw the Coven, Coven Throne go down 20 points? Yep. I have yet to see one in person. And we saw the Price Vorderai. I'm not going to pronounce that fucking right. Uh, he dropped 20 points, which I still think you're not going to see him on the table. He was pretty good for a while. That book just is uh, kind of suffers from being a little bit older at this point. Um, yeah. Zombie dragons and stuff are not bad by any stretch. They do hate the loss of... Uh, the artifacts. Yeah, because that <laughs> yeah. they loved artifacts, especially, yeah. Yeah. especially Ethereal was a very popular... Yeah. That and Ragged Cloak. Yeah. Uh, we saw Blood Knights go drop 20 points. And you want to talk about another expensive model to get your hands yeah, on? Yeah, fantastically expensive. Look cool, though. They still hold well. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then we saw one battalion, the Death March, go down 10 points, which I have no idea about. And then... Oh, oh, 
is all that is in it. You don't see it for a reason. So yeah, okay. Another cool model too. Yes. Isn't that like? Well, I'd get the name guy, uh, whatever his name was. Krell. Yeah. Yeah, he was great with his axe. Yep. He's yeah, awesome in lore. Dope fucking model. Uh, then we moved on to Night Haunt, which I do have just an ass load of models that I should finish painting. Uh, they're about half painted, actually. I should post some pictures. They actually turned out well. I always keep an eye on them. Uh, I have played them quite a bit. and Super fun. Uh, they saw some changes to the the Briar Queen. She dropped 20 points, which is actually pretty good. She, I had her in my army. She has a really good spell that uh, people don't really know about. And then you just kind of use her entourage to just take objectives because I think it's six guys. Yeah, just some bodies. They're great for sitting on... Uh backfield objectives too yep and then the guarding the souls which is a key p- component to the night hunts uh 10 point increase so not significant but whatever and then uh reckonar the grim hailer dropped 10 points as well and he's a really good caster for when you really need to get that spell off and fantastic oh, these are all amazing models um and then the big change will be uh dread scythe Herodons. they saw a decrease so they used to be 80 for five and 280 for 20 there are now 70 points for five and 260 for 20. And they are, they're legit. They're, they're pretty good. Uh, I don't know, Jeff, if you've ever fought against them, they give you a minus one to hit and they, they blender quite a bit. I think they got three attacks each with minus one Ren. And I think I have faced them. Yeah. And then they get, they get the good armor save of four up, which is never uh, changed. Uh, hex rays yeah. go down 10 points. And then the condemned battalion went down ten points. Yeah, I, I think I kind of disappointed in Night Hunt not having more uh, more corrective action taken on them because they were in you know a spot where it was just kind of like like with Stormcast where people were just kind of like throwing their hands up like you know what forget it I give I make up. Make the same argument with them with some other armies where a lot of it's design. So their main army ability yeah. is they can fight twice if they roll a ten or more on a charge but the problem is their core army ability is a gambling gimmick and if it works yeah. dope but if there's no way to sort of hedge it there's no way to really plan for it it's a cool ability but at an army level and like i know alex who we've had on the show from uh wild world of wargaming uh no more. not anymore they're changing <laughs> that but he's had some success with night haunt so it's not impossible uh, but it's definitely a very challenging yeah. it's uh, a it's playing the game on hard for sure. So yeah, the reason I I run a very large, blobbed, uh, army, which just kind of holds you down, and they take objectives with their bodies, and then summon back and do yeah. mortal wounds with the matrix. And then Alex ran a very min, min max kind of uh, army with a bunch of like little units to try to bank on that ten plus. Yeah, he's just rolling. He's sure. rolling charges as he possibly can. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the problem with that is that that is inherently against the basic ethos of AOS where you want the most impactful charge you can in a single activation. Yeah, well, and the, the benefit is so, they, do I mean, fight, just... they do get to fight out of turn order. So, like, if yeah. you pop several, it, it does let you get around the normal issue of having many units to activate in combat being a bit of a challenge. So, at least they have yeah. the ability to kind of skirt around that. So, But, I mean, just by math, you have three out of ten. Right. It's something like that. I mean, we'll it's like three out of 12, episode. three out of 12 that will, <laughs> that will actually pop this ability. So, I mean, 
Uh, you know, they need a new battle zone. They need a new battle zone. Yeah. Yeah. They need sub factions. Then let's move on. Uh, OCR Bone Reaper is still too new. Yep. For changes. And then we move on to destruction. Uh, we see Bloom Spike gets not really get any changes too much. The Dankhold Trog Boss went down 20 points. The Bloom Boss on Mangler's Wig went down. Which is, it? yeah. Yeah, it went down. Um, which is weird because it was already really fucking good. So, like, it's not it's not world beating good, but the fact that it got cheaper is awesome. Like, yeah, doesn't that. hurt. That's for sure. And then the uh, the hell is it called? There are five goblins. Uh, what is that thing? They're all characters. Five goblins. Yeah, I forget what they're called. Uh, but it's the like the shitters. Well, oh, they're actually really close. cool. The models are gorgeous. The models are amazing. They're all like casters and stuff. They deep. It's also like just a super weird unit rules wise because it's like five dudes that you pay for as one choice and then they're separate they're fun they get but they want to be close to each other because they buff off each other yeah hmm. uh they went down 20 points yep. <laughs> and then the drink called trogoffs went down 10 points and we saw the trog herd battalion drop 10 points yeah uh Honestly, not big changes, especially when you want to see like mass amount of goblins. They didn't really see any of those points drop. So. Uh, Ogre Ma Tribes, still too new. Yep. Uh, Sons of Behemoth. Ooh. Yeah, we yeah, got their points. Yeah, we got yeah. points on this one. There we go. Start making your Sons of Behemoth, Behemoth uh, army. Now you know the points, but you just don't know what they do. <laughs> And moving on to order, Caesar Sigmar, obviously too new, but they did get an adjustment to the Drake Spawn Knights. Yep. Dropped to yep. 130 instead of 150. Price? Uh, yeah, I like Drake Spawn Knights already. I run a I run the appropriate character to make them battle line. 130 points for 10 3 plus wounds is not on a, on a move 10 profile. That's okay in combat, it's not a bad buy at all. Like, and they're the the good looking, yeah, uh, dark cold spawns one. or yeah, cold ones. Dark yeah, health, dark helps on cold ones. It's a, a fucking awesome kit. Like it's a really cool visual kit for absolute certain. And then we move on to Daughters of Cain, which I have a mass collection. I'm going to start that army at some point. We saw the Hag Queen go on foot, go up ten points, and then all the shrines dropped ten points, except for the Slaughter Queen got left alone. And then Doomfire Warlocks dropped 20 points, which is actually pretty good. They're fucking awesome. Yeah, they're they're a pretty cool model. Uh, obviously, they cast, so then they high mobility. So there, you can do a lot of weird uh, tricks with them too, where like you can cast from the front and do like unbind. You can string them out because you get to measure the cast and unbind rage from anywhere on the unit because it's a unit of casters. They're pretty neat. Uh, also, if you ever look at the models, uh, just as a side note, the horses don't have lips. Uh, huh. <laughs> Which is a real problem, okay? That's I, uh... Old lore, they actually, in the old lore, the both the Dark Riders uh, that uh, that kid is made out of and the Warlocks, uh, the horses, because they were Dark Elf horses, actually had their lips <laughs> cut off so that their horses would be meaner and bite you harder. Okay. So that's something well, there we go. Now. Nice, Bryce. Yeah, you're sick. Bunch of lipless horses. Yep. Yeah. Cool. All right, okay, uh, moving on to Fire Slayers. Uh, all the Magma Drops characters drop 10 points. 
And then the cool. Lords Lords of the Lodge went up ten points. Uh, the fire did a maximum unit size change on her yeah, they first guard. Yeah, the, the maximum unit to twenty from thirty. Which, if I don't know if other podcasts have talked about, it's actually almost beneficial. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of talk about it, but also there's if you want to listen to Fire Slayer podcast, uh, there's some good ones out there. So, uh, yeah, what is that? Um, the Bears Den. Yep, Just Play uh, did a really good episode on it too. Uh, or Just Saying, which is the Just Play Wargaming podcast, did a really good one on there. If you want to listen to uh, this, it's a good podcast in general. It's a podcast. The Pump Jack. The Pump Jack talks about Fire Slayers quite a bit. Yep. Those are all gay bars I know in Vancouver. Uh, <laughs> I Death Deepkin. <laughs> Saw their uh, their thralls drop ten points, and then their max unit for thirty actually dropped forty points. And thralls are actually pretty good; they just can't take a hit. But who needs to hit? Take a hit when you attack first, or you just play heals because that's what you do when you play yeah, on that team. Unfortunately, uh, yeah. Yeah. the king the king went down ten points. Uh, yeah. Lotan, Lotan went down ten points, and uh, Volturnus went down ten points. Hopefully, with all these minuses and all this other stuff, you'll get enough points to expand one of your eel units to have another three guys. Yes, that is the only purpose of producing anything in that list. Is Can I use these points to buy more eels? <laughs> and to be anal, the Reavers dropped 10 points as well. Anal is because I don't want to miss it, or else price will jump on me. Uh, Overlords, <laughs> didn't see a change yet. Who knew? Same same boat. Yeah. Uh, and then Lumineth, at least now if you don't have the Battle Tome in your hands because you didn't want to get the limited edition box, there's all your points. It would be funny if they got a revision before all their models were they even released. Fucking better than a revision. <laughs> I should just have Alex Gonzalez on this show to bitch about Lumineth for Realm Worlds. Lords. Because he's, he's not having very good luck against Jeremy Vessier running them against him. Uh, obviously, Seraphon, no changes, too new. Stormcast Eternals. Jeff, you might want to take your pants off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we saw Liberators drop 10 points, 40 points for the max unit of 30. And anybody eight. that plays 30 Liberators has got something wrong with them, though. It's a good shield. Okay. <laughs> uh,. Asteria Soulbright went down 20 points. Aventus Firestrike dropped 40 points. Uh, Celestin Prime Hammer of Sigmar went down 40 points. The Questor went up 30 points. Did you see that? I didn't. That's really weird. And yeah, I had to double check. I had to like check over and over again because it was such a why? <laughs> Are people like abusing the Questor? No. <laughs> Does anybody even own one? Yeah, I'm looking at one right in front of me. He's part of the uh, Hammer Hole Silver Tower. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's how I have one because I got a Silver Tower box as a prize for a tournament. He yeah. he he didn't even, he's not asterisked on the in the book. Errant Questor? Like Errant I night. see Night Questor, which is a hundred points. Oh, you're right. I'm stupid. That's fine. This is why I have co hosts, so I just can get called on my bullshit. Yeah, I, Fair enough. Uh, Aaron, the Errant Questor is 130. Yeah, the Errant Questor is a Warhammer World specific model who's actually pretty fucking good. Okay. Um, who 
He's got uh-huh. like a single blade and has a couple like he selects like a quest at the start of each game. It's kind of a funky but actually pretty good single model. Oh, he's one of the limited edition like if yeah, you I, show I, up. I, now that I think about it, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and he's literally only available at Warhammer World. Like that's Yeah, I I never had an opportunity to acquire him. So to me, uh, he borderline doesn't even exist in that context. Yeah. I hate those models by the way cuz uh why do Night, that? Night Why do Haunt, that shit? Nighthaunt have one as well. Yeah, Nighthaunt have the dude the with Guardian the Guardian uh, with the the hourglass. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's a, that's a bunch of shit. That's like severe regional bias. You know, it's like if you're gonna put that thing out there, make it available for everybody. That's not fair. Yeah, but from a sales exclusive standpoint, it encourages business. But regardless, it's a model that doesn't really matter. Uh, and if we spend, uh, we still got a shitload more Stormcast points to drop because true, literally the entire well, not the entire, but. Almost the entire book. Almost, almost the whole range went down. Yeah, pretty much everything saw a ten point set, ten percent decrease. So you got Knight and Cantor drop twenty, Ventilator drop ten, Vexilator drop ten, uh, Aquiller, Lord Aquiller drop ten, Lord Arcanum drop ten, Lord Arcanum on a Celestial Dracoline drop ten, Lord Arcanum on a Griff Charger drop twenty, mm-hmm. Lord Arcanum on a Toralon. <laughs> 280 dropped 40 points uh that's kind of consistent other than the uh the drag offs any of the big mounts saw big point decreases yeah. uh lord celestin on a drag off went down 20 points the lord exorcist dropped 30 points and honestly needs to probably drop another 30 points before you'll ever see one the Exorcist. Still uh, won't see one. To interrupt here, I actually think uh, you'll see Exorcist play not in storm not in Stormcast, but possibly in cities because he's a ninety point caster now with a three plus save. The mm. fact that he has some random rinky dink ass ability to like fuck with night haunt and chaos is whatever. Uh, he's a ninety point hero that fits in all of the requirements for uh, adjutant and honored retinue. Uh, with a good save, and he's a caster. Uh, so there's yeah. an interesting place for him in cities, but that's a really specific niche. That he yeah, he's a, he's a bargain basement character. So what was that? Name? Like, the, did I not tell you the knight and cantor dropped twenty points? Yeah, but here's the thing about the knight and cantor: it's still 120 points, and in cities, 30 points matters. Yeah, Every yeah. I mean, like the the exorcist is the poor man's. Uh, Knight Encanter because the Encanter is just objectively better with the auto dispel so it, uh, it's hard to look at the two and be like well I guess I'll just won't have this auto dispel I mean it's just he's he's there as a points balance thing and to have a model nope, so. model really fucking cool model, oh, yeah, he's, really cool cool. model. He's, he's, he's definitely cool no doubt about it but um, you know like he's he doesn't really no, it, he has <sighs> like I've read his entry two or three times. He gets yeah. lost in the thirty fucking leaders that Stormcast has as options. Yeah, yeah. he's just re- he's highly redundant, and his only value is that he's cheaper. That yeah. that's that's where you bring him is oh I've got ninety points and I only have two heroes. Okay, there you go. Right, yeah, you can pop him in. That was a nice yep. pop, by the way, Jeff. I'll give you a pop. Set. I practice in the mirror uh... twenty two hours a day. You practice pulling something out of your mouth. Make that poppy noise. Lloyd Veritant dropped 10 points. The Neve Black Talon dropped 10 points. Uh, Vandus Hammerhand dropped 20 points. He's the named uh, Celestin guy on the Dracoff. Yep. He's still ex- insanely expensive. 
And ether wings, here we go. Meta baking, 10 point drop, 40 points for three ether wings. Just spam awesome. ether wings. There's your list. <laughs> uh Castigurus dropped 10 points. Concussors drop concussors? Concussors. Concussors. Concussors drop 20 points. I think uh, you've had a few too many concussors. <laughs> I haven't had any. Well, that's not true. I had a beer. Um <laughs> And you're looking at the decimators drop 10 points, desolators drop 10 points, evocators drop 10 points, uh, the fulminators. I, I really hate naming Stormcast characters, by the way. <laughs> I can all their stuff. It's just, oh, I, uh, folks, I can kind of picture some of these. This is a combination of Dracoth riders and paladins of yeah, varying types. Basically. There you go. Uh, the fulminators drop 20 points. Griffhounds. Seriously? Uh, so you get six now for 120 as opposed to 140. Wait, why? Why Why do you run Griffons? I don't know. Nobody runs, Griffons. Nobody runs them. I, I don't know why you take them, especially yeah. you only even really you, need one. Yeah, and you get one you for one. free with a couple of the Lantern characters. So yep. why, ever, uh, why ever use a drop it, to buy a unit of those guys? Anything that was old in Stormcast just not big points drops. So you got their Judicators now or 140 points for five. That that is to me quite quite good. Oh yeah, uh, protectors and retributors both drop ten points. The sequiters, which are your new stormcast models, lost their bonus for taking a large unit, and they dropped ten points for five. Yeah, so they went up. Then now they're back down again. So. Yeah, it, twenty. Like when you, you're not going to see max units of uh, sequiters, anyways. Well, you're not going to see max units in stormcast. That's Unless you only got three, and unadvisable. Well, well, yeah, but it's just unadvisable. They have really low bravery and are grossly impacted by bravery modifying skills, which are on the rise. Like, take a look uh, at Lumineth, and then realize the impending disaster of having a big unit of dudes. No way. Uh, stay tuned for our next podcast where we're going to talk Stormcast. Legit. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> Tempest stories went down 10 points. Vanguard Hunters went down 10 points. And Palidors, Vanguard Palidors went down 10 points. Palidors are one of the most awesome units in that book. So good. good. Yep. And they, so good. look, I'm going to speed this up a little bit. They saw a lot of battalions drop 10 points. And Almost all of them. Yep. Their Hammer Hurricane, the Whirlwind of Hammers, dropped 10 points. The Celestient Vortex. Uh, Sylvaneth, which you think would get a huge point discount because you don't see them in competitive play a whole lot. They have gorgeous models. Uh, no. <laughs> Spoiler. Dreitja dropped 20 points, which is great. She's an awesome model. Uh, still one of my favorites. So she's still 300 points. And all the hunters went down 10 points. And that's it. Dreitcha change is really cool because I think that she's a pretty cool model. And at 300 points, there's a lot of places where you could slot her in for what she does. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah she does, than, a, does like 20 range attacks. Yeah, other than that, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, that that's definitely a um, they they missed the bucket on Sylvaneth, unfortunately, because they needed much larger point shifts to move into a better position. Yeah, they're they're still this doesn't really help them out. You're playing them because you really, really like them. That's basically where that comes mm -hmm. from. 
And that's, that's such ooh. a funny book because they were so like ultra strong. And then when they changed the way the wild woods worked, they just poof gone, disappeared to you. It was like a book that was built around lots and lots of negative to hits and like just flooding the table in a lot of cases. And yeah, they not, changed that. Non dis, non-engagement. Yeah, and they, they took away all those tools but didn't provide them anything to make up for those losses. So yeah. yeah, and they have basically what it comes down to is they have really, really high pointed big monster units that don't accomplish a whole lot. Yeah, they, and they are easy to kill. Like get, yeah, don't feel like you get a lot out of them for sure. Uh, Soul Scream Bridge jump twenty points. Yep, Sorry, price. That's fine. I don't. I I ran it for a very short period of time. It's a cool model, and even with a twenty point increase, depending on the list that you play it in, you can still get a lot of mileage out of it. Um, honestly, I I don't know if it deserved to go up twenty points, but I can understand why they made the decision to do so, because when this book went to print, Soul Scream was doing a lot of work. There were lots and lots of meta armies that were taking advantage of Soul Scream's teleportation impact. Yeah. Uh, big update here. Here we go. Party at the old points. Giving you your heads up. You're going to see tons of these now. Penumbral engines drop 10 points. Shock. <gasps> piece of shit. Gas. <laughs> I mean, it looks great, but people it's just a, use that scenery on table. Yeah, it's, it's a nice scatter <laughs> scenery, and that's about it. Yeah, that's, so. that's a, some really cool mods you see with it. Yep. Uh, I don't know. Other than that, I didn't really pay attention to anything else. Uh, Did I miss anything? No, you're good. One interesting thing, just a footnote on Sylvaneth, is that they can no longer ally with Seraphon. That's it. Um, Get out of here. The lizards and the tree folk do not work together. Unless that gets changed in the FAQ where they go, shit, we didn't mean to do that. Uh, Uh, They also introduced, finally, after what, fucking four years, uh, they brought in Legends. For all those who are not familiar with Legends, this is, you can have new points, here they are, but they only exist in open play, not match play. Just so all of our listeners don't think that none of us know the rules, uh, I knew that Legends have been a thing that's existed for like three years now. So. I knew it yeah. was in 40k. Was it in Age uh, of Sigmar? It's been an Age, it's of, been an Age of Sigmar. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, there we go. This is why I have co-hosts. Like Cities of Sigmar, Cities of Sigmar is a byproduct of yeah, with so what, much of the old lines going. Yeah, what survived the, the old lines basically yeah. is what made it into cities. Um, yeah. But yeah, there uh, probably the biggest change to Legends is a couple of big Titans. Forge World monsters went Legends, and then the entirety of the Tomb Kings range went Legends. This, this Officially gone. So get out of here, dirty Lich priests. So Bretonians were Legend beforehand. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and that's like a big thing where some some tournaments allow them, some don't. And there's something that you're interested in, just ask your TO. They might be fine with fine with you using it. So it just kind of depends. So sorry, yep. Tomb King Tristan. Yep. Your dream is officially dead. No. And a notable absence from the Legends list, which still has me scratching my head, is the Bailwind Vortex. Yeah, that's a weird one. Um, yeah, like what the hell? Sell the model. Yeah, either you know, sell the model or... Yeah, put it in, put in legends. That's, or uh, get that's rid of definitely it. a weird one. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like, make it available so that people can actually buy the damn thing. If it's gonna be in every casting centric list in the game that can legally put a guy on there, then you should be able to buy this thing instead of yeah. having to China cast it. Uh, yeah. So that's pretty much all our points. Uh, I know, Price. If you want to go through your favorite part about this book. 
Uh, yeah, we talk about scenarios, which uh, they added. They made oh, yeah. some Fuck. changes. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what you were talking about, but uh, I don't know the actual favorite part of the book. <laughs> the well, uh, I was talking about the uh, hammers or uh, anvil of apotheosis. Oh yeah. Apotheosis. Yeah, that um, was to me the most creative thing they added. Yeah, so we can we can touch on that really quickly because it's all things considered a relatively quick section to cover. Uh, Anvils of Apotheosis is a rule set to make your own characters. It's a very cool rule set. There's a lot of debate right now about whether or not it's going to be allowed in match play. I think if it is, it's going to require some attention from TOs to make a couple changes on it because it can get a little ridiculous in some situations. But it is super fun, and I think in friendly games or games at the shop, I think there's a lot of room to have a lot of fun with it. But yeah, it's like a narrative recipe for, for oh, yeah. how to start. For, for narrative stuff, it's absolutely oh, fantastic. Yeah. It's awesome. That's and cool. The really brief rundown of the rules without diving into the whole thing is basically you have uh, destiny points and different upgrades cost amount of destiny points. Uh, and then you multiply your destiny points by 10 to get your match play points if you decide to go that route. But you can build really cool characters that might not otherwise exist. I know Jeff made a really cool like hitting uh, Stormcast because Stormcast don't actually have an on foot character who's particularly effective at fighting. Uh, so they don't have a character that's a particularly effective at yeah. fighting. Period. Um, I made a pretty cool old school style battle standard bearer for Cities of Sigmar, which has been a lot of cool. fun just as something to toss in there. Uh, you can make uh, heroes with like ranged weapons that otherwise wouldn't be there. Uh, I legitimately have had more fun playing with it just as something to do than I have in a long time with Age of Sigmar. So that's a, definitely a cool thing there. Yeah. I got, I got nothing. Yeah, and there's like two levels. There's the like the low level for 20 destiny yep. points and then like the lord type character for 40. 40, yep. And like um, depending on you, depending on how you decide to do it, nothing says that you can't do like 30 point heroes or whatever you want to do. I think it just gives those as like general suggestions. Um, but again, I, I don't know from a, I know most of our podcast focuses more on the match play and the competitive side. So it might be a little bit different there because I don't know, uh, I don't yeah, know how, it, how much TOs are going to allow it. I, I've seen some TOs who talked about allowing it on Twitter for sure. I've seen some who don't. Uh, so we'll just have to wait and see how it develops. Uh, if it develops further, I think, you know, it's something that's really cool to talk about and a lot of neat stuff. But right now, from a competitive standpoint, I wouldn't get too hyped up about it. So there you have it. Yeah, I don't even think they're necessarily efficient enough to be in a competitive list. I, if they are, we'll it's see. In, it's in super low points where you go uh, a hero with literally the ability to give a unit plus one save for a command point, which is yeah. Awesome. Like yeah. that's where, where, where he has, yeah, where he's like absolutely minimal cost. But right. I mean, like you, a Stormcast guy minimum is a hundred freaking points with nothing. Um, is a Stormcast ten destiny points? Oh, is it times ten or is it times twenty? It's times ten. Okay, so he's fifty. Yeah, so, so for Stormcast body is fifty. You put fifty points with the ability to give out plus one armor save for a command point. Pretty that's damn good. Pretty solid, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, that is okay. In that context, you're absolutely right. But that, I agree. I, I don't think the good. big ones will see. I don't think the big ones are efficient enough. Like I don't think a 400 point character that you would make is probably ever worth taking because once you get into 400 yeah. point characters in Age of Sigmar, you're normally dealing with stuff that Games Workshop's written special rules for, like they have extra yeah. summoning abilities or something crazy. Um, it's the, yeah. the small point cost that you would see in competitive play. I think. Yeah, I think you're right about that. That's a good point. Sweet. 
scenarios. <laughs> scenarios. This is uh, the thing from a competitive standpoint that I'm most excited to talk about. Um, they definitely made several changes. Obviously, they changed up deployments on everyone because they do that every every time. Um, like it or not, that's just the way it works. They removed two of the most problematic match play scenarios that you didn't see people play a lot of, which was uh, shifting objectives and Lord knows I can't remember the other one, and replaced them with forcing the hand and blade's edge, which I'll dive into here in a minute a little bit more. Uh, but the other cool thing they did is they took three scenarios that had fairly normal scoring abilities, and what they did is they added the ability to score extra points. Uh, in Total Conquest, you can score additional points with uh, a leader near the relevant objective. Um, I think it's, uh, let's see, let me, I've got my book open here. Focal points, you can score additional points if you have a friendly monster or behemoth nearby an objective you control. Uh, and then in shifting objectives, uh, you can score additional battle points or additional points if you have a battle line unit within six inches of an objective you control. And it's just a great way to encourage people to take slightly more unit types in their armies um, because sometimes that can be the difference in winning or losing. So uh, a very cool yeah. addition to me. Um, and just the fact that they took some scenarios that probably were getting a little stale even with deployment changes and made them significantly more interesting because there's some new scoring options. Yeah. Uh, and also like from a strategic point of view, it, it diversifies the, um, the target priority. Yeah, for sure. Cause you might want to try and stop extra. Scoring you might even actually you need to kill those battle line guys. Yep. Um, and then the two new scenarios are uh, the Blade's Edge, which is an awesome, awesome scenario. So there's three objectives in each uh, territory, um, equidistant space, like 18-inch gaps. Uh, and what's really, really cool is uh, at the start of each battle round after the first, so starting on round two, uh, players taking turns uh, with the player who has the second turn in that battle round, they can pick one objective and remove it from play. It's not must, it's may, and it doesn't say an objective that you control, it's nothing. So the player who goes second, starting on turn two, if he wants to, can remove an objective and then the other player can. And so there's just a ton of depth in the decision-making process there. Like, it's huge in who, A, it helps mitigate some of the priority role issue, which some people don't love, uh, you know, as a mechanic, but it definitely helps mitigate some of that. But also, it's it's huge because it's any objective on the table, and it's May. So there's so many decision points in a game um, with that rule in place. I think it's probably one of the best scenarios Games Workshop's introduced, period. I think they just blew it out of the water. Um, and then the second one is Forcing the Hand, which Jeff and I played uh, last week when we played, which is a lot of fun. You have a set of staggered objectives in each territory, and what happens is that at the when it's your turn, your opponent's going to choose one of their objectives to be the priority objective, which is worth uh, three points, and all other objectives are worth, are worth one. And so you get to change your priority objective each turn, which is a really cool um, mechanic because it gives you some control over what the your opponent's trying to score. And there's a mind game there, right? Which one do you want to force him to come into which one are you in a position to maybe stop him from? Uh, just a really good objective, uh, you know, really good scenario. Yeah. Um, oh, it's always good to see new uh, scenarios come into place. Yeah. And it's great. 
it's great that they took out two scenarios that saw almost no play as well, right? Like they didn't take out some, you know, they didn't keep in bad objective, bad scenarios in element or, you know, in favor of them. And instead they put in really great quality scenarios instead. Yeah. Hopefully they get rid of that one that doesn't allow um, reserves. They did not. It's still in there? Yep. Total commitment. God damn it. I hate that mission. That is the stupidest fucking thing in the world. You hear me, Games Workshop? I'm kind of ragging on you today. You need to get rid of that damn thing. That thing is stupid crap. Patently <laughs> yeah. unfair. Yep. No, that one's still there. Uh, but there's 13 other really great ones to play instead. So yeah. we, we can just keep dodging that one by and large. Yeah, just keep never playing it because yep. it's garbage. <laughs> All right, that's uh, Party of the Old Points. General's Handbook 2020 go through. I mean, obviously, we're going to talk about once the new data sheets come out. And for any of you listeners who stuck around, we're going to do some questions. Typically, people do this in the beginning. No, no, we're different. We're going to do it at the end. You yeah, hang shit. around for these. You want so to hear yourself? To the whole thing just to listen to your question. Uh, <laughs> all right, we'll go through some silly ones first. All from Alex Gonzalez. Uh, oh Jeff, God. Jeff, why do you play so much Vermintide? <laughs> um, it's fun. Um, uh, I'm reasonably good at it, I guess. Uh, you know, uh, I've had a lot of time this weekend to just kind of veg at the house and fire up the old PC. So yeah, you and I have never played yet. Well, I mean, you, you keep dodging me. So maybe we'll play after this. Uh, (laughs) I think this is directed at me. Maybe I don't want to judge. Is it derogatory? What's your favorite at home workout routine? Ah, <laughs> uh, Jesus! Dumbbells, bench, anything that I can do without my kids jumping on me. I know what mine is. Masturbate. Snickers curl. Mm. <laughs> and then, of course, oh, price. This one's for you. Where do babies come from? Uh, that's a really great question. It depends on what region of the country you come from and what uh, what your parents taught you. Um, my mother just told me to keep an aspirin in between my knees, uh, and that way I couldn't find out. So, um, I will, uh, in Alabama, they come from your sister's room. Uh, in Alabama, a family reunion is a, also a singles meeting. Um, if you're a listener in Alabama, I'm sorry. I'm uh, very sorry. I don't think we are. I don't, I think we, I think we've dodged Alabama so far. I don't, I don't think, think Ala- we have entered it yet. I don't think anybody in Alabama knows how to read well enough to type our name into a search well, bar. So. I don't think they have. Yeah, hey, I didn't say that. <laughs> uh, sorry, Alabama, but not yeah. really. Um, We're just kidding, sort of. Yeah, we we got no Alabama. I just looked. We got someone Come in on, Arizona. Alabama, you're letting me down. Uh, Dane asks, "What do you expect or wonder what the points will be like for the armies that didn't get an update for the GHB? When will the data sheet?" be available um probably not this monday or tuesday but next monday or tuesday if they follow the standard two-week format uh games workshops have never been super consistent with that but probably right in that neighborhood um and then as to what do i expect i expect small point changes um they've generally not been fond of sort of really big like pendulum style 40 percent increases and stuff like that 
Uh, so I, I don't expect to see that. I expect to see units go up by between 10 and 20% or down by 10 and 20%. Pretty funny um, if salamanders took a big drop after they sold them all. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, salamanders do need to go up, and I wouldn't be surprised. The only way, the only direction they can go is up. Yeah, I don't. They certainly are going to get cheaper. Um, well, yeah, they got so, cheaper from their previous iteration. Yeah, and, and more powerful. <laughs> but yeah, 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 I'd expect, like I said, small incremental changes. Games Workshop seems to be pretty interested in uh, sort of incremental knob tuning rather than um, big sweeping pendulum changes sorry which, knob tuning yeah um I, <laughs> oh I do, now you got his attention <laughs> i do a lot of knob tuning in my spare time it's probably my primary hobby um but uh in regards to age of sigmar the i think that we'll see small incremental changes for sure yeah um yeah how about uh probably change hosts going up because everybody's running change hosts seems um Flamers going up, pinks going up. Yeah, there were some rumor points that went out too, right? Yep. We'll pinks going up those. 20 points and stuff. Yep, we'll see what all that looks like. I, I tend to not buy into any of that until... Sure, but you still look at it. Yep. Yeah, I mean, the meta is kind of where where it's at. and I, Change host is very, very popular, very strong for a reason. OBR are probably going to get, you know... So, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see some, because there's also going to be an FAQ that comes out with this, which is a balancing FAQ, and they have made rules changes in these. For example, in the December one, that's when we saw the Slanesh uh, always strike last change from twos and fours, respectively, to threes yeah. and fives. So yeah. I, I definitely think that we'll probably see some uh, some rule changes there. I wouldn't be surprised if Petrofex didn't get some changes because Petrofex just has every possible advantage in the book. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's weird that they've done a pretty, like they, they, they've taken some armies and said, Hey, here's a couple of viable sub factions. Here's some different things. And then they also had OBR where they're like, Hey, we're going to print Petrofex and you can look at the rest of these if you want to, but <laughs> you, you know? it's your time to waste. Right. Feel free to read them and then make the decision that you were going to go with Petrofex anyway. So, yeah. And also just with the, the results where 15 of the 16 armies were OBR and Petrofex. Yeah. That so, made, it was just it's laughable. So yeah, it wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised to see some changes in that in the FAQ. So yeah. Uh, Palamus prime. He's from Calgary. He's one of the guys that I play against in there. So he asked the whole realm sphere magic question. Are Malang, sor uh, Malang sorcery spells still in play? No. I don't believe so, no. I think, <laughs> no. I think that if you look at the new realm rules, basically they're just telling you to, uh, to outright say, here's, here's what to do instead. Like, in my opinion, actually, the realms now, and Price, I think you'll agree with this, the realm role you make will now be based on how you want to affect the terrain. Yeah, 100%. I agree. Um, yep. The terrain is what's going to matter now. There we go. Get that, uh, get those, what the hell is that his name? <laughs> the stupid sphere. It's a terrain. What is it, Olgu? Olgu yeah. Price? Yeah, that we that played one. in with, uh, that uses, causes some line of sight blocking. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think if you're making the choice, the either the terrain feature or possibly the command ability, because those are the two things that you yeah. have a lot of control over. So, yeah, um, 
yeah, I think I think that's definitely can be surprisingly the, powerful. Yeah, but no, I think the I think the Maline Sorcery spells uh, realm effects from the core rulebook, the whole nine yards. I think basically is there for narrative play or open play. But I think in match play, the intent is literally they want the realms to be these half-page cards that they've come out with. Yeah, which are great. Which I love. Uh, huge. They'll be of- interesting, but you can't make a design guaranteeing that you'll have it so then it can never be anything more than a nice perk right yeah you just so get it and it's awesome if you can take advantage of it but i yeah. agree Jeff. you should never plan on it all right so. you can't it's just impossible that's it we got that's nothing it. else cool it was last minute we yep. just threw it out there i didn't know how long this was gonna go <laughs> all good this was fun to talk about i i think uh i like this ghb uh there's a lot of like there's a lot of faff on the internet about why aren't the points updates out and all that stuff. And it's like, fuck guys, you know how games workshop works. Like, you know, the time frame that they're going to do it in. Yeah. I'm like, I know that there's this whole thing of, Oh, it should have been done and they should have released it day one. Well, like I, you know, I fucking should have a million dollars in a nicer house, but I don't. So sometimes yeah, just relax guys. Yeah. Calm down. Maybe give that one a break for a little bit and let them get it out. And like, if it's, it, yeah. if it's we're not like, rushing for tournaments, anyways. Yeah, and they're just as impacted by everything going on in the world as everybody else's. So I'm like, if it's a month out, down a little bit. if it's a month out, yeah, like let's let's all fucking get some pitchforks because I'm about it at that point. But we know roughly the schedule for points updates and FAQs are two month or two weeks after launch. Um, so that's my little soapbox. I'm not normally much of a GW like defender slash apologist. Um, I think they do a lot of shit wrong, but in this case, I think maybe just like, like put your pitch, like I'm not saying like throw your pitchfork away, but like put it down for another week or so, and then we'll see what happens. Fair enough. Yeah, because we need uh, Seraphon fact as well, right? Yep. Yep. Need, uh, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of stuff that needs to be like they, there are things that need to be addressed in Age of Sigmar right now for 100% sure, right? Like yeah. some shit needs to change and some shit needs to happen. But let's wait until we get it before we decide what yeah. level angry we are about this whole process. I, I'm almost disappointed it came out when it did because I would almost like for them to capture Lumineth with this, but they won't. Yeah, when it's this is all on schedule stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, I had a really good time uh, talking about GHB with you guys. It's been a little while since I've had a chance to like talk competitive Age of Sigmar, so it was fun to discuss changes and things I'm excited about and maybe some possible meta changes we'll see. Uh, and of course, once the PDF comes out, we'll know a lot more about what that's going to look like going forward. So, Oh man, we got two weeks, every two weeks we get the bullshit about this and turns out a couple of people are listening. So thanks to all of your listeners. Thanks for listening guys. Especially yeah. what people in Egypt. We have listeners. Yeah. Now. How cool is that, man? In Egypt, you're fucking awesome. Um, Japan. Yeah. Come on, cool. In Japan, you're fucking awesome. Honestly, if you're listening to us in general, you're fucking awesome. Uh, the only Double person who listens to us that isn't awesome is Thompson, and Thompson's not not awesome. His insistence on taking a grave tide isn't awesome. So Thompson, oh my god, stop writing grave tides <laughs> in your list, and you can be awesome again. See, this is what happens but when you get your think own about podcast. it this way, buddy. You <laughs> agitating him is getting you in the podcast. So <laughs> this is what happens maybe when you get your own this grave tide thing has a just, point. You can call people out. You can shit on whoever you want. And you know what? Some people just like to hang along for the ride. Well, and speaking of Thompson, who uh, is a super awesome guy, BT Dubs. Um, by the way. We were talking about how fun it would be <laughs> to, you know, get him into a costume for a certain game. And, uh, and that might be happening. And let me just say, he I'm not going to tell you what it is, but... Free. He plays 
Seraphon. Yep. And that's all I'm going to say. But I swear to God, if this happens, pictures will be had and they'll be all over our Facebook page and it's going to be glorious. Uh, I can't wait. So we'll see. Sweet. Well, thanks for listening to episode 10 of Party at the All Points. We made it, boys. We made double digits. Double digits. Oh, my God. We're survivors. Oh, and people are listening. So that's awesome. Yes. Thanks, guys. It's pretty fantastic. Makes me feel good in my heart and my penis. So thanks again for listening. Uh, tune in in a couple weeks, hopefully. We'll try to hammer one out before summer vacation and everything starts. Yep. And we'll talk some Stormcast then. Jeff's already fluffing himself up. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. I got a lot to say. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, this More is than normal, which is weird. This is Jeff constantly cutting me off. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dayton signing off. Party at the all points. Jeff. This is Jeff. Take care, guys. And this is Price. Have a good evening, guys. Thanks for listening. Ooh.